Today on Writers Get Animated, Chris gets to talk about his favorite thing in the whole cartoon universe. Woo! Stay tuned. Good day and welcome to Writers Get Animated. We are live from Duckburg this episode. This we're is, not live. I, I know, and we're not we're in Duckburg. We're animated. <laughs> And we're not in Duckburg. Anyway, this is Writers Get Animated, a podcast about storytelling and animation and ducks, baby. I'm baby? Chris. I don't know. I'm Chris Leva. And I'm. Mm, I was trying to make a duck pun. McQuaxy. I got a whirl. Yeah, I should <laughs> have been. Mackenzie Whirl. I should have been Quax Leva. I'm Quax Leva. Ah, that's better. That is better. I guess my quacks doesn't work. Well, my quacks fits with the Scottish theme. Yeah. You can be quacks and I'll be my quacks. There we That's go. That's not confusing at all. <laughs> there are only so many duck puns out there. So today we're talking about <laughs> DuckTales. Woo. Um, 2017. We're looking at the new... I, they build it as a movie that starts the series. It's season one, episode one. I think it's episode one and two, to be honest, <laughs> of DuckTales, The Revival, the new series, which, um, spoilers, is pretty awesome. Spectacularly awesome. I know. I said pretty because I didn't want to come across too strong, but I love it so much. And oh. Chris, who is a big DuckTales nerd, as longtime listeners of their show will know, um, and me, who's kind of like, DuckTales is a thing that's fine. Um, I also love this show, and you should watch it because it's exemplary storytelling, and I think one of the best things that I've seen this year. Period. Movies, live-action shows, animation, whatever you want. It's just one of the best pieces of storytelling that I've seen. Yeah, Disney's it, invested in this. Not just not just duck stories. Not just... Regular stories. Regular stories. <laughs> duck and regular stories. It's It's just that... Good. Um, I was amazed. Um, not, I won't say surprised. I was just amazed at how satisfying it was. I was afraid of it because of what I want to call the nostalgia warning. Because having grown up with these animated ducks, and having so much of my emotions invested in them, I was afraid for what could be said to be like a cashing in on them or doing them like a cheap knockoff version or something that didn't feel pure. I, I wanted something good from it. And I was afraid that the deck may have been stacked against them. But they, they've like over whelmed my expectations not just regular whelmed overwhelmed overwhelmed i was overwhelmed with um good thoughts and love for this <laughs> so um i know that we usually save things at the end in terms of our judgment but i am so looking forward to the end of september when ducktales continues to give me new episodes and I just looked it up because I was curious. The premiere date, September 23rd, for the rest of the season, is also another double episode day. So that's two ducks for the price of one. So excited. 
the price of one being it's free on the Disney XD app right now. Download the app if you're in the United States or elsewhere that has it. And please watch this show. It is so good. I'm not going to say that if you don't watch it, they're not going to make more because they're going to make more because it is so awesome. Because Chris has watched it like 99 times and counts as that many people. I've I've only watched it twice. I've let it run and repeat on my computer so pe- people think that more people are watching mm-hmm. it. I haven't actually done that. I've only watched it twice. I don't want people to think that I'm insane. I've also watched it twice. I'm not like a close proximity rewatcher, and I was like, well, I have to rewatch this to analyze the jokes because one of my hobbies is when I find something really funny, I think the jokes are constructed well. I like to go full English major and analyze like why the jokes are funny and how they work and what their pattern is. Like I did this with the first few episodes of 30 Rock because I love it, even though it's not animated. And I have this like stock elevator speech I gave about why the first joke of 30 Rock is one of the best jokes ever told in the history of mankind. And and I think you've told it on this podcast. I can't remember which episode it's in, but I know you've talked about it in this podcast, why it works. Probably. And I will do that in this episode with jokes of DuckTales as well, because I think they're extremely well told um, in ways that are satisfying and make you want to go like, huh, how'd they tell that so I can be funny too? It'll never work on me. I don't think I'll ever be like that funny. I'm I'm improv funny. <laughs> I'm not going to defend my funniness or unfunniness right now. But that's a thing we're going to talk about today. And I think we're also going to little talk a little bit about story and character and why it works so well in this iteration and going back through a little bit about the duck history and not like to a intensely nerdy level, but somewhat you know mm. <sighs> you have notes about quack pack which already like puts you at like extremely nerdy duck levels okay fine 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 we're, we're going <laughs> we're going as far as i want to go with this okay <laughs> so we're going to talk the history who these characters are where they come from a little bit also why this iteration succeeds and what it has set up and the kind of world and storytelling that it's set up, including, as you've said, Mackenzie, the kinds of humor and ways that it tells its story. So why don't we leave off? Because I know you have the whole, like, the ancient tome that's been lost to time of the, the history of Duckburg and its ducksins. Duckazins? Well, they're not all ducks. There are also dogs in there. Oh, okay. like Dog, there, there are no humans, there are no homo sapiens, but there are all kinds of... They're just ducks and dogs. Yeah, mostly. And then in this iteration, we've added other animals. So we have pigeons and seagulls and other kinds of yeah, animals. parrots. Parrots. So we've expanded from just ducks and dogs. But I think... In the 80s, when the original DuckTales came out, they were like, well, we're kind of pushing it. We said DuckTales, and now we have, like, dog characters in here. So, Anyway, let's let's look at this. It all (laughs) begins with a single duck, which is Donald Duck. It all starts here with Donald Duck. And when you get Donald Duck and his... You start giving him family because Donald Duck on his own is funny. So the 1930s, 1940s shorts with Donald Duck is just Donald causing lots of mischief and being really an anti-hero as opposed to Mickey Mouse, who is just really nice to people. Donald Duck was 
going out of his way to cheat people and to, you know, make his way into things. One, one a good episode where you get a little, or animated short where you get some Donald Duck is he goes into this hall of robotics and he has a coin on a string that he puts in the coin dispenser and then pulls the coin back out so he can not have to pay anything. So he just cheats his way through. And that kind of gives you who Donald Duck was in the 30s and 40s. Somebody who's kind of mean. And the violence that is acted upon him is because he, he kind of deserves it. <laughs> he kind of deserves it because he's not a nice guy. In a lot of ways, he's a little bit of a bully. So... They gave Donald three nephews, three nephews in three different colored shirts and hats. Um, in most of the original shorts, they were red, yellow, and orange. Sometimes they were red, green, and yellow. <clears throat> um, but now in the modern day, we know them as Huey, who wears red, Dewey, who wears blue because he's Louis. due like water. That's <laughs> and, how I remember them. And Louie who wears green. There you, there you have it. Huey, Dewey and <clears throat> Louie. And most times we say Huey, Dewey and Louie because it's the easiest way to say them. Um, the creators of the new series took that as their birth order. Huey, Dewey and Louie. Um, the creators of Quack Pack, which I'll get into, also did the, had the same realization. But Donald Duck and his relationship with his nephews, it started off in the animated shorts as just a uncle who was kind of cool, but also really mean to his nephews. And they were just antagonizing him and he was antagonizing them. There's one animated short where it begins with the nephews playing hockey and Donald comes in and starts causing problems just to mess with them just cause he can. And then it turns into an all out war with them creating snow forts and trying to hurt each other with <laughs> like snowballs with ice and snow missiles with mouse traps in them and like hot coals. Like they're shooting hot coals on arrows at his boat, his snow boat. And like, it's, it gets really serious. It's a, it sounds really violent, but it's really funny, but that's, it's a really antagonizing antagonistic relationship that they have in the old days. So when does that change? It really doesn't change until DuckTales in DuckTales which started the original DuckTales, 1987 DuckTales, you get Donald, who loves his nephews, who's raising them. This is the first time when he's actually raising them. And then, well, that's a, how about this? This is in animated form where he's actually first raising them. In comic books, he was raising them before. Um, but DuckTales is the first time when he's actually their guardian. And he's passing them off to his great, his uncle, Uncle Scrooge, Scrooge McDuck, so that he could care for the nephews while Donald ships off and goes to join the Navy. 
So the cool thing about the original DuckTales was that you had a show about ducks that (laughs) was also about adventure. These were adventuring ducks. There was a lot of mystery. Um, you, You got to see ghosts and there was mystical things happening and there were aliens and there was time travel and there was, um, I don't know, you, you might say that they, they had opportunities to solve mysteries and or rewrite history at times. Mm. You might, Ew. sorry, I had to. That was a lot of build up to get there. I know, but <laughs> the, the storytelling of the original DuckTales was interesting because they also had lots of multiple part episodes. The first episodes of the original DuckTales was five episodes long. Five. It's like, that's over an hour's worth. Like, that's almost like two and a half hours of storytelling to tell this story. It was called The Treasure of the Golden Suns. And then later on, they had another five episode arc which they called Super DuckTales, which I remember watching the night that it aired, because it aired at night, because it was a five-parter. I mean, Um, this was like the 80s and 90s when, like, afternoon cartoons were a thing. Yeah, and then you you would actually get at the same time every day. So it would be something that lasted a whole week instead of, you know, having to wait the following week. It would just be, oh, yeah, now it's... DuckTales is on again today at the same time. It was in the afternoon, not not Tuesday afternoon, not Wednesday, every afternoon. Um, so the storytelling was much different. And then we get Quack Pack. <laughs> and Quack Pack was from 1996. And I really liked Quack Pack at first. Um through as the years have gone by, I've started to see some dramaturgical dramaturgical issues that I have with Quack Pack. But Quack Pack did something that was revolutionary as far as duck kind. I feel like I'm talking really excessively, but we have Well, you know the history. You're my resource here. So what they did for the very first time is they gave Huey, Dewey, and Louie distinct voices from the animated shorts all the way through the original DuckTales, Huey, Dewey, and Louie all sounded the same. They were all interchangeable. It doesn't matter which was doing something. It just made you, as long as you were painted the right color on them, that was their personality. It didn't have anything to do with their voice it didn't have anything to do with their actions necessarily. They were the same. They were three indistinct characters. Quack Pack um, aged them up. So we get teenage Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Um, and they're, if you look up their costumes, if you search for Quack Pack, it's like, really? That's what they're going to wear? But it's interesting. <laughs> It's very 90s. It's very mid to late 90s um, in terms of like Louis wearing a tank top and Dewey's wearing like a baseball jersey. What is happening? (laughs) 
and Huey is wearing Why? like a like a t-shirt and a button down open button down shirt kind of ensemble that I used to wear. So yeah, it's it feels very nineties. But they were distinct. For the very first time, they were distinct and they were differentiated. And another good thing that they did is they had Donald. They brought Donald in, and you had more interactions with them and Donald. But in the original DuckTales, you didn't get... Donald was a recurring character who would randomly come back. And I lived for those episodes when Donald would randomly be there. But Donald was in the Navy. He wasn't part of the main story. He wasn't part of the core family. He was just gone. So Quack Pack was good and was better than DuckTales in that sense that it gave Donald a starring role, an opportunity to be there. Quack Pack, the bad things that Quack Pack did is it didn't have Uncle Scrooge, who we haven't discussed yet, but there was no Scrooge and there were no adventures. It was very mundane. Donald had a job as a cameraman for a news show and a Hawaiian shirt for some reason. And the... The nephews were just hanging out. And sometimes they would do something cool like turn into superheroes in a machine because they didn't want to clean their room. Um, uh. They got into a machine and they turned into superheroes. And when Donald got into the machine, it flipped from superhero to supervillain and he became the villain. And they had to try really hard to make things happen because they gave them a setup that was so mundane it's like, but let's it, copy Goof, Goof Troop as a TV show. No further thoughts. Yeah, it, it, didn't, it didn't go through a lot of... It didn't give a setup for things to happen. It's like, if you were going to do Teenage Huey, Dewey, and Louie, let's have them in high school and see like what high school's like for these ducks instead of just random adventures to make something happen. But they weren't really, quote, adventures. They weren't exploring. They weren't mysteries. They were just crazy situations. And so now we have DuckTales, parentheses, 2017, close parentheses. Yes. Um, which says, I'm a reboot. I'm modern. Look at my sexy new body. Um, and flaunts it. <laughs> and it's great. It has so many like little like modern things in it because like first of all the animation is gorgeous, like amazing yes. animation, and they start with this whole like seagull flying sequence at the beginning, and you're like, oh, I'm hooked. Okay, this is like an animated movie. Got it. Um, but also has like all the trappings of modern society. There's like these cell phones and very specific cell phone use too. It's not just like I have a cell phone now. It shows Donald on his own raising three boys with not a lot of money. Just has a cell phone plugged in on the kitchen counter charging, which I feel like is this very specific like reference you would make in choosing <laughs> to display that there. He doesn't have a stand for a cell phone by his bed. He plugs it in on the kitchen counter because that's where it is. <laughs> you have um, Scrooge with a gold looking flip phone <laughs> because, yes. he's, because he's frugal. Uh, so. I was going with old, but okay. <laughs> Well, both, I think. He's <laughs> Frugold. Frugold, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else is in there. You have uh, Webby has like her den of mystery. 
Um, and she has like a stuffed, I don't know, it looks like a stuffed version of 90s Webby pinned to the wall with a bow and arrow like through its heart. Yes, which is which was really funny. I didn't get that in the first viewing. I got that in the second viewing. Um, I love the beat up car with a GPS in it. Yeah. You, you know that he's gotten into lots of accidents because of the three kids. Mm-hmm. Like you feel that. And this goes back to Donald where I think Donald's best when he's doing the right thing or trying to do the right thing and something just goes wrong and there's a build to it. It goes wrong and he tries to course correct and it gets worse and he tries to course correct and then he loses it. And then he ends up in like the worst possible situation of you know, worst, worst possible version of the situation. And that's a lot of this premiere. Yes, it is. And I think that Quack Pack and some of the earlier shorts, the problem was you made Donald angry too fast. Everything would set him off. The thing about the thing that makes Donald satisfying is when he does go off when he does lose his temper. And if that happens right away, it's not satisfying because it's just like, you don't let it build till the breaking point. You have to give him a breaking point. And this version of Donald, um, one, you actually get Donald acting. So you get Donald as a character. Yes. With, with wants and desires and feelings and emotions um, to the credit of, of course, the the always talented Tony Anselmo, who's been voicing um, Donald for years, ever since Clarence Ducky Nash retired. So Tony Anselmo's been the voice of Donald in everything that you probably remember. It's been Tony Anselmo. And the cool thing was, is he was also the animator of Donald. So he was the full performance of it. So cool. He embodied Donald Duck. In ways that most other animators didn't. <laughs> but anyway, that's I think that's where, where Donald goes. And instead of being a babysitter, he's taken on this role of father. And the cool thing about this new version of DuckTales, DuckTales parentheses, 2017, close parentheses, is it just, it loves the mystery and it knows the questions that people have been asking since, you know, for 30 years, since the original DuckTales came out. And also beyond from the comic books for the people who read Donald Duck comics and Scrooge McDuck comics, because Scrooge came out of the comic books from 1947. That's where he originated and people just enjoyed him so much, he became this mythic character, this adventuring, wealthy, angry Scottish duck. I mean, all what I enjoy about this reboot is all the main characters, all eight of them, stand on their own two webbed feet. Um, yes. And it's both uses what you know about the characters already and subverts things you expect from the characters. We have all the, the Huey, Dewey, and Louie are all different people. Um, Donald is acting and has wants. Scrooge McDuck, like, also 
has wants in a different way. You expect like the swashbuckling adventure like the kids do, and then he's just not that. That's the inciting incident. Uh, Mrs. Beakley is like this, I don't know what to call her, like an Alfred uh, to Scrooge McDuck's Batman, um, but also, <laughs> also not his secretary. Um, it's just a lovely running gag. Yeah. Not your secretary! Um, Launchpad, who's just... Uh, we'll talk more about Launchpad in a bit, but Launchpad's a... I didn't... You didn't like Launchpad? No, what I was about to say was I didn't think that they could replace the version of Launchpad from 1987, you know, from the original Launchpad, and even Launchpad in Darkwing Duck. I didn't think that they were able to give us a launch pad that I loved again. And I think what they do is they give you the exact same launch pad and acknowledge it. Cause it's a launch pad. Who's like so incompetent, but he's also like, because he's so incompetent, he sees the basic level of every emotional situation. One of my favorite lines. Um, and I have like 20 of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's Oh, well, I guess family truly is the greatest treasure. Oh no, the ground as he's flying his plane. <laughs> <laughs> like he's incompetent, but he's incompetent in like this heartfelt way. <laughs> he tells what, you the moral of the story. <laughs> if you want to understand Launchpad, this is really cool. Before this episode came out, they had one minute long character profiles, like one for Launchpad, one for Huey, Dewey, one for Louie, one for Mrs. Beakley. Um, and there's a one minute short online for Launchpad where you see Launchpad, like, and he's writing a letter, and you see him, it's a close-up of him writing a letter on someone's car. And he's like, Dear Sir or Madam, I'm sorry for crashing your car. Um, I'm sorry for any damage it's caused, but my boss, Scrooge McDuck, will be able to, you know, pay for any damage to your vehicle, just like he paid for this. And he even paid for the hospital bill when I ate too much ice cream that day and blah, blah, blah. And he goes on. He's like, sincerely yours, Launchpad McQuack. And then he like, the camera pans back and you see the plane and rows and rows of cars destroyed because of his plane. And then you see him walk to another car and go, dear sir or madam. <laughs> And just start writing the next letter to the next person. Yeah. It's, it's everything is right there. It's just so funny because you think it's just one car and nope, he's, he's on a mission to write letters to everybody. And while we get the same launch pad, just firing on all engines, like they're all going for launch pad. We also get Webby. Who's a completely different character. And I think in many, I mean, they're all the heart of this show, but there's eight hearts. Yes. They're like some kind of super powered cow with hearts instead of stomachs. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like a gaggle of time Lords. Four of them. Four, four time Lords. Yeah. Which is a gaggle. Four That's time like, Lords, three duck triplets. Two Daleks. That's ducktails. Doctor Who crossover, which is seemingly less implausible by the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, but let's let's talk about Webby. Tell me about Webby. Webby, uh, her full name, Webigail. Um, Webigail was the 
girl character that they shoehorned into the original DuckTales because they needed female characters. Otherwise, you'd have Donald, Scrooge, and three nephews. And they didn't want to just have Mrs. Beakley as the lone female character in DuckTales. So they had Webigail. And Webby was younger than the nephews. And she often got in the way. And the nephews let her know that she was in the way. Like, you're too little, Webigail. You can't do this, Webby. Get out of the way, Webby. And she was always an obstacle to overcome in a way. And she was always getting hurt. And she was always fearful of things. And she was often crying. Um, because other other the other characters were bullying her, telling her that she wasn't good enough or strong enough. And she was just a, a younger character in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and interestingly enough, she was still voiced by Russie Taylor, who voiced all three nephews. So Russie Taylor was doing quadruple duty on that. So good, good on her. Was Child was, duck, check, got it. <laughs> I will do all your children ducks. I will do your female mice. I will also do children in The Simpsons. I'm Russie Taylor, and I will do your... I don't know what I was going to say. Anyway, <laughs> that's her ad for herself. So here it's like they took Webby and said like, okay, so Webby's in the way and younger, doesn't really know what she's doing and gets bullied a lot. Let's do all the exact opposite of that with Webby. Yes. Thank so this cooped goodness. up like Batman, Ninja, Webby, I don't know, like conspiracy theorist who also explains to you right away like how all of them are related Oh, you're the nephews from Scrooge's sister's side, from Scrooge's sister Hortense, her side, under Quackers McDuck, um, nephews of Donald Duck. It's like, okay, the nephews are from some sibling of Donald from their father, Quackers, whose mother is Hortense, which is Scrooge's sister. Done. We know the relationship. And there's a nice, like, pinboard graphic to explain that. Which is really great and also has some other Easter eggs that I'm really excited and scared for them to act upon. I had to pause and read them and realize like after two minutes of trying to read everything, like I have no idea what any of these references are. <laughs> the The only, the, the only reference that for me was big was sky pirates. And there's only one Disney afternoon show that had sky pirates in it. And that my friends was Tailspin. So you're saying we'll have Duck Tailspin? We may, because in the first three minutes of DuckTales, and, and we'll get back to Webby after I say this, but in the first three minutes, we get references to Cape Suzette, where Tailspin takes place. We get references to St. Canard, where Darkwing Duck takes place, which... Of course, Darkwing Duck is going to be a part of this. And we get reference to Spoonerville, where Goof Troop takes place. Why mention those cities if you're not going to someday act upon them? Let's just get all the 90s Disney cartoons in here. It's the, you know what we need? We need New York City. Bring back the gargoyles. Done. It's the D-A-T-V-E-U. 
Disney Duck-a-verse. Afternoon Television Extended Universe. Duckiverse. Duckiverse. Thank you. D. So put a D at the end. <laughs> E-D at the end. Anyway, back to Webigail, because I, Webby was the most satisfying reinvention. She wasn't the most satisfying thing in the episode. She was the most um, satisfying reinvention that they did for the show, because so many things got re redone and rethought and reassessed from the ground up, um, going back to the comic books, but also looking at them and saying, what's a more interesting way of showing us this character? So, yeah, she she's the competent one, which yes. I enjoy. She's the competent one. She's not the one who's in the action, but she's been trained by Mrs. Beakley, which there's a backstory there, um, to be ready for anything and could hold her own against um, a assassin trained by monks, which is just funny on its own. What was her name? Hack Slashington? No, the, the brothers were Slashington. Slashowitz. Yes. No, no, I can't remember her name. It was so funny, but it was a throwaway joke. I couldn't remember it, but I laughed both times. And I still, I was like, I have to remember what that name was, but. Well, they're in the opening credits chasing the Duck family. So I assume they're coming back at some point. I would think so. Even though they bum a ride off them and they feel like they're good guys now. And they may be good guys. I don't know. They can flip flop back and forth. I mean, Mm -hmm. sometimes bad guys have to partner with the good guys in order for them to survive in some ways. And I think that's what's interesting about this is it, it complicates things and it fleshes things out. It doesn't leave any unanswered questions. If you would have been left like wondering like, oh, how'd the henchman escape that like sinking Atlantis? Like, no, we're going to get the henchman out. Right. We have to get them out. <laughs> how does this person do this? Oh, it. this makes sense. How do they end up? And... The the whole question of the first episodes, because I'm I'm saying they're two because they feel like two very distinct episodes in this, is how do the nephews end up at Uncle Scrooge's house? Because that was the biggest question for people who didn't watch the first five episodes of the original DuckTales, which was why do they live with their Uncle Scrooge? Where is Donald? I'm like, well, we- that I got would get so mad when people would ask that. I'm like. Donald's in the Navy. He left them at their house. What? What? Why do you people ask this question? It was answered in this show. To be fair, like I think people will still ask that question about this show, like thirty episodes from now. Probably they probably will. Like, well, why are they actually there? And then the legitimate version of that question, which people also ask, and they're also apparently answering in this show, is like, how'd they wind up at Donald's house? Yes, which is the I think that's the real question: is where did Huey, Dewey, and Louie? come from and i think i mean not like the ducks and the bees kind of talk like (laughs) right like who who are their parents we know who their mother is della duck um damella d-u-m-b-e-l-l-a usually known as della is donald's sister but we never know who the father is and even in this spoilers we get a little hint of their mother of Huey, Dewey, and Louie's mother, but we don't get any hint of 
the father. So, I mean, we might. Who knows? I'm, sh- I'm sure. I'm just saying. In this, the mystery that it sets up is about mom. Mm-hmm. It's not about dad. Too. It's mom, the adventuring sister. And is it, there some tragic past the Della Duck in the comics or anything, or is she just like? Yeah, there? there was. It had to do with space. Which, <laughs> Like she was in an alternate dimension, sort of, and she didn't know how much time had passed. Like for her, she was gone for a couple minutes, but for them, it was 10 years or something. But it wasn't in the American comics, it was only in like the Dutch comics. What? What? How do you know all these duck things? <laughs> you know what the Dutch version of the DuckTales comics did? I haven't read them, but I know about them because all my trying to figure these questions out because as you know Mackenzie one of the questions that this podcast was founded upon was who's the father of Huey Dewey and Louie I'm mostly satisfied now just having a handy pinboard conspiracy theorist chart of like how they're related and knowing that their nephews twice removed on the sister Hortense's side like that's enough for me <laughs> and if you never do what twice removed and once removed was like You'll know by looking at this graphic. DuckTales is educational. <laughs> uh, it's, it's just such a satisfying show. I mean, the fact that Huey, Dewey, and Louie are distinct individual characters. The fact that Scrooge McDuck has a, an intention and that has a history and that Donald has a history with scrooge and there's a mystery and there's subtext and other things going on i mean one of the best moments in the episode where you get a sense of the how good the show is in terms of character is donald is off to a job interview (laughs) which is just silly and fun he's off to a job interview and he leaves huey dewey and louie there with scrooge and he tells them no tricks, no lying, no trouble. And the boys say, yes, Uncle Donald. And he says, I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> and gives dirty look to Uncle Scrooge. And Scrooge gives a dirty look back. <laughs> it's, the, it's so satisfying because you see character in that moment. And... Uh, my wife laughed out loud at that. Be, just like the eyes that Scrooge McDuck gives. Like this. If you have any idea that something's gone wrong in this relationship, and it's all about family. And the thesis statement that defines Scrooge McDuck is family causes nothing but trouble. And so we know that something has happened that I ha- I can't be with my family. I'll be with the company and the company will take care of me. But his family's the thing that got him into trouble and got him into adventuring. And otherwise he's just in meetings about development in Spoonerville and St. Canard. And if you know nothing about DuckTales, um, but you know things about Doctor Who, um, we somehow failed to mention that Scrooge McDuck in this reboot is voiced by David Tennant. Yes. Um, Scottish gem David Tennant, um, who I think is doing his best impression of Peter Capaldi's doctor as Scrooge McDuck. I was about to say, I feel like I'm watching Peter Capaldi. (laughs) 
Voiced by David Tennant. Voiced by David Tennant. Because Peter Capaldi... The Twelfth Doctor... You just cracked it for me. The Twelfth Doctor is my favorite Doctor because it's Scrooge McDuck as a Time Lord. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's DuckTales in Doctor... I mean, I assume you've seen the video. I think I sent it to you of the uh, David Tennant Doctor Who run cut together to the theme song, Doctor Who. You did send that, but it's Doctor Who. Doctor Who. That's why the 12th Doctor is my favorite Doctor. It's Scrooge McDuck. As in, oh. I mean, because apparently it's in vogue for every animated show to have a long-running Doctor Who knockoff as like a show within a show. I do feel like they should have a Doctor Who. They already have the Doctor. Oh my gosh. I, I, can't, I don't know what else I can say now. Like, my world is, I feel, like, shattered and put together. I don't, oh, it's, oh, it's DuckTales in Doctor Who form. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Fan myself. My, my, my stars. I just don't, I just don't know what to do. I'm well, while speechless. You're... While I'm, while I'm, while I'm, while we'll c- continue. While Chris is digesting, second. let's talk about jokes and Ducktales because both Chris and I have written down like twenty jokes each. <clears throat> um, but I think it's worth talking about how the show tells a joke and why it's successful. So let's first talk about why things are funny and some general rules you can follow that are just like these accepted norms of jokes. Yes. Um, a joke can be funny three times. You can do it three times. It's still funny as long as you keep like inventing on it. More than that, you're kind of pushing it. That's a good rule to follow. Um, a good joke subverts expectations. You think you know what's going to happen, and then something different and satisfying happens. The best humor is rooted in character. We don't want throwaway jokes that have nothing to do with the moment. We are satisfied by jokes that are true to character and push the story forward. And you also want jokes that either land or come fast enough. Essentially, they have a good sense of comedic timing. And this show, for many reasons, does both where it pushes through the joke. So you have to like think back five seconds later and laugh at something that already happened. Or it lets it land so you can feel the joke and then repeats what just happened. Such as the names of the assassins that Flintart Glumgold is hiring. Yes. Just they're throwaway jokes. They just happen really fast. They're just really funny. Yes. Oh, so good. Um, and this show, it feels like it's with so many comedians in the show and the cast, it feels like it's improv, but like good tempered down scripted improv. Like they've done this a number of times and figured out what's actually funny and then wrote it down. <laughs> um, I have three jokes. I want to talk about how they're structured for how you can write a joke as viewed through DuckTales. Um, I'm so excited about this. Okay, ready? I'm ready, hit it. Joke number one, who's Dewey? <laughs> <laughs> um, Chris already mentioned the, the, uh, the plot at the beginning of the episode is Donald is trying to leave to go to a job interview and then Huey and Louie are pushing him out the door. And he's about to leave, so it's like, okay, behave Huey and Louie, things are good, and the boat starts. And at this point, you haven't met Dewey as an audience member. So Donald says, where's Dewey? And Huey and Louie in quick succession answer, sleeping. Who's Dewey? 
And so you, as an uninitiated duck verse person, if you have no idea what this is, you're like, that's a valid question. Who is Dewey? <laughs> and it sets up the concept of the show of like, at least the premiere of like, are these different characters? Who is Dewey? Philosophically, who's Dewey? <laughs> <laughs> and so that's thematically what's happening. Um, and it lands as Donald marches in. There's a moment of silence as the Huey Louie sit there. And then Huey turns to Louie. No, Louie turn. Louie turns to Huey and says, who's Dewey? That's the best you could manage. Because <laughs> obviously Donald knows who Dewey is. Uh, yeah, so we get that. And this kind of plays out throughout the second episode with Scrooge not knowing who he is and saying, Huey, Louie, um, the third one. And do we really want Scrooge to know who he is? He's obsessed with that. And that's the whole joke. It extends through 43 minutes of duck animation. And I, it also sets up for the audience to know at least a name. I mean, we, we sort of know Huey and Louie a little bit, but it sets up Dewey, Dewey, Dewey as the main character. Mm-hmm in terms of the main one who gets a lot of the good lines. Our family is awesome. You know, <laughs> those kinds of, not quite John Ralphio, but like the tolerable, <sighs> the, the tolerable versions of John Ralphio. I mean, we, we say John Ralphio because he's voiced by Ben Schwartz, who was John Ralphio on Parks and Rec. So it is, it is John. It's the lovable John Ralphio. Right. He almost has John Ralphio hair in it. <laughs> As he much does. as you can make Feather's hair. <laughs> he kind of like does the singing thing when he's going through the death traps. <laughs> do it, do it, do it, do it. Do it like do it. Um, anyway, but yeah. So yeah, th- this is a joke that's rooted in character and it lands and it's rooted in plot. And it comes back multiple times with who's Dewey, um, the third one. And him just trying to get Scrooge to know his name. Joke number two follows a similar structure of I am a pilot, which is one of my favorite jokes in the entire episode. This is the Launchpad McQuack moment where, <laughs> and it's the obvious setup of doing something three times. You first meet Launchpad as the limo driver for Scrooge McDuck, um, who's kind of talking about his day. In some ways, the road is my office. Um, <laughs> and Scrooge is not paying attention at all and puts the divider up as he's saying, you see, I'm a bit of a pilot. Oh, okay. So you get the first, I'm a pilot. And if you know DuckTales, you know Launchpad's a pilot. His name is Launchpad. Come on. (laughs) Well, you also know that he has a penchant for crashing things. (laughs) Yes. As he says in DuckTales, the movie Treasure of the, sorry, DuckTales, the movie colon Treasure of the Lost Lamp, um, he crashes into terrible, like these ruins and it's like, you ruined these ruins. It's like, well, it could have been worse. It could have been something new. <laughs> but that's Launchpad. So, so you expect the moment where he becomes a pilot. And so later, Scrooge is talking to Mrs. Beakley about how much he needs a pilot to fly something. Just out of nowhere, popping in his head through the door. Launchpad goes in and goes, I'm a pilot. And like, there's two. We've got two things. Um, and that ends. And this is reinforced by, of course, the, the MacGuffin of the episode is a skong. They have to hit three times to make something happen. <laughs> so you're waiting for the third time. He says, I'm a pilot. And you're waiting for someone to say, like, I need a plane for the third time. 
And instead, um, as a dragon carts off Scrooge McDuck into the sky, the nephews say, but how are we going to follow him? You just hear this off screen, <gasps> and then running up, I'm a pilot. <laughs> and it wasn't even asking for a plane. It's like, how are we going to follow him? <laughs> so it's this unexpected moment of getting I'm a pilot for the third time. Magical. So satisfying. And as a bonus on top of that, as they catch up to Scrooge McDuck, bring him on the plane that Launchpad's flying, and outline this whole complicated plan of what they're going to do. Uh, Huey ends with, any questions? And Scrooge says, since when is Launchpad a pilot? <laughs> so you get this thing rooted in Scrooge's selfish character, playing up against Launchpad's innocence and just really wanting to pilot a plane. Also, it made Jack laugh. My son Jack, four years old, almost five, my gosh, um, month away. But he, but um, I was able to get a laugh out of him by, he was doing something in his room and it was, he's like, how are we getting, he was playing with his Lego train. He's like, how are we going to get to the circus? And I ran in and go, I'm a pilot. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he cracked up. So I was like, yes, <sighs> we have it's a joke. It's super, it starts a super basic joke telling that's still funny and satisfying and just really comes out of left field to be satisfying. <laughs> and what's the um, third joke? Since uh, this have, they have to come in threes. They do have to come in threes. The third joke that I want to talk about is this is a surprisingly insightful death trap. <laughs> um, which also is that's the punchline to the buildup of three, which the previous two jokes are a running gag and are funny also, but not as satisfying. There's they go to Atlantis and they discover it's upside down. And Scrooge is giving this whole speech and he said, like, where's Dewey? Um, and I think Webby says he ran in as soon as you said death traps. So he established <laughs> death traps as a thing and they go and chase after him. And he's like sitting like powderly on the floor and he points up at the ceiling and there's buzz saws going on the ceiling. He goes, the city's upside down. Who wants to walk under buzz saws? That's not a fun <laughs> death trap. So you have Dewey's excitement for death traps and then Dewey's disappointment from death traps. And the emotional journey is at the end of the episode as they're having their emotional character breakthrough moment. He says, this is a surprisingly insightful death trap. <laughs> so he's back to being excited about death traps in a character way. <laughs> and because it's all about Donald's, character realization of what am I supposed to do? Let trust you let go. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, this is a surprisingly insightful death trap. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, that's what exactly what you're supposed to do is just trust him and let go. It's the third time the joke is told it's character driven. It, acknowledges the MacGuffin of the episode <laughs> and the structure of modern storytelling. <laughs> and the, the really cool thing, the, the nice thing that it, it does at the end when it all comes back to character is why, I mean, why Donald and them move in is one, because the houseboat blows up one. <laughs> That's one reason. <laughs> but the other reason is he's like, you know what? I've been trying to control these, kids i've been trying to mold them and keep them from being who they are which is exploring curious adventurous um and he's been trying to control them and not let them be who they are but you know scrooge has the power to help them learn and be better he's like you're i know you're gonna get into trouble 
maybe Scrooge could help you learn how to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Which is such a, like, dramaturgically, that's such a wonderful place to leave this. Like, that's a thesis statement is they're going to learn how to get out of trouble <laughs> because they're going to be wantonly getting into it at every venture. And they're just going to get in there. And Scrooge is going to be the thing that helps them learn how to be themselves and get out of the trouble. They need Scrooge as a father learning figure and Donald also as sort of like a mother figure in that sense. If you go traditional, like father, mother roles. Well, I mean, I think you get four adults and four kids and they kind of like correspond to each other with Scrooge and Dewey, Donald and Huey, Launchpad and Louie. And the letters kind of match up too. And of course, Mrs. Beakley and Webby. Right. Who are both like these empowered, similar characters, but I don't mind the similar because they're empowered. Yeah. I'm, I'm just so, so excited about where this is going to go. I mean, it sets up mysteries that it's going to solve. It sets up characters and stories. I just, I'm looking for the new reinventions of old characters. I'm looking forward to, you know, Gizmo Duck and, and Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> but he, He's got to sing as Gizmo Duck. Maybe he does. Maybe he's hey. a Broadway, a Duckbird Broadway musical about Gizmo. Do you know who the original voice of um, Gizmo Duck was? Fenton no. Crackshell? Hamilton Camp. His name was Hamilton Camp. So, of course, they got Lin-Manuel Miranda to like, Hamilton. First name Hamilton, last name Camp. Hamilton. Played for the crack show in original DuckTales. Hamilton. <sighs> I'm Gizmo <sighs> Duck. I feel like I'm, I'm watching the future, like, biographical musical <laughs> slash opera of Lin-Manuel Miranda called... Manuel Miranda with just him with his fist up in the air. A one-man show starring Jack Leva. <laughs> I'd watch that. <laughs> I, I would watch it, too, mostly with my head in my hands going. <laughs> my head would I, be my hands, too, but more like my chin, like, yes, tell me more. <laughs> you can't see the pose I'm doing, but it's, it's less disappointed, more anticipation. I was like, how is my Latino son in brown face? Like, what's happening? <laughs> how did this work? I don't know how you found a way to do it, but like, you did. I was like, I don't understand. Is that drawn on facial hair? What's happening? <laughs> this is five years from now where Jack is doing this show for like... <laughs> where he's a 10-year-old doing this? <laughs> that's I, that, In my brain, that's what makes it funnier. It's a 10-year-old in like full Hamilton getup. Now we're in like this Bob's Burgers, Chris Leva future... Anyway, that's the mystery. That's the mystery of how they're going to reinvent these characters that we know and love. You know, when is Darkwing Duck going to get there? Will Tailspin be a part of it? Will they? And if this happens, I swear, I'm going to, I don't know what's going to happen. Will there be a reference to gummy bears? No. I no, no, no. I feel like there will be. The only character I don't want to see, I do not want to see Bubba. Which one's Bubba? Bubba is the cave duck uh, that came came in 
one of the later seasons, they traveled back to the past and brought him back. He's like, Baba. Oh, yeah. He was like a main character they added on. Yeah. He was the original cave duck version of Poochie in DuckTales. And I just, I just can't. Scooge! Scooge! I'm like, no, please, no Bubba. Create If you do Bubba, please let it be a one-off joke. Just for us fans. Just kind of like how you showed Armstrong in the garage. Kind of how you showed the magic lamp from Treasure of the Last Lamp in the garage. Like Bubba, like it stuck in amber in a museum. That, like, that would be funny. I don't need to have him as a main character. Don't bring back, don't bring, hashtag don't bring back Bubba. Hashtag justice for Bubba. (laughs) Hashtag Bubba and Amber. (laughs) Which is a different show in Mississippi. What? No, I don't know what I'm saying. I was just going to cut that one out. (laughs) No, he won't. (laughs) Okay. Um, I know there's so much to say about DuckTales. We could probably talk about DuckTales for a long time. Is there more DuckTales that we need to cover this first? Because I'm going to say this first instance talking about DuckTales. I don't think so. I think it's enough to say that they've succeeded in creating something that is both nostalgic and better than the original. And I'm excited to see where they go it's more mature than the original, and um, it's satisfying in its maturity. So yes, I'm, I'm very very excited about it. Agreed. And as a not again as a non duck fan, <laughs> equally satisfying and amazing, and you should watch it, even okay. without a history of duck knowledge. Did you have a favorite thing of this particular time? I know there were so many things. I did. I feel like I had to break down my top three actual favorite things as those jokes for that segment because they're so good and worth exploring. Um, but if I had to pick one throwaway moment, it's when they're in the garage and they've accidentally set off like all these ancient evils. And I think <laughs> Louie is talking, saying they're hiding behind like a painting, saying, OK, there are four of them. And no, there are four of us, the three of them. If we just no, wait, never mind. They teamed up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a smash cut to the pirate ghost holding the deus ex caliber sword on the headless horseman riding around oh so good do you have a favorite thing chris i know it's hard to pick one i know um my favorite thing i think has to be because it it, it's just a throwaway was um (laughs) they're all in the plane chasing after the dragon and they're tying on the hose of destiny to scrooge so he can leap out with the um i can't remember the name of the gauntlet oh my medusa Medusa gauntlet Gauntlet. that turns things into stone i know this sounds like an insane show but it is (laughs) and they're ready to they're like okay and huey gives the plan that launch pad we need to send scrooge out you need to dive down this and da 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 and he tells the whole plan to launch pad and launch pad says um yes sir random kid i've just met And it's like, oh, yeah, because it does two things. One, you expect the plan to go through because in our brains, these characters have always been friends. And it and it just reinforces, no, 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 this is the first time they've met. They're not (laughs) 
Launchpad has no idea who these kids are, which makes it funnier that he's like, hop in this plane, let's go. <laughs> I'm a pilot. It just it just shows the the randomness of it. And it's just really satisfying. Like, yes, sir, random kid I just met. That just shows Launchpad and just where we are. <laughs> the other fun thing was like, dive, dive. <laughs> it's like, and Launchpad going, aye, aye, sir. <laughs> No, don't dive. <laughs> um, Jack's favorite thing was the nephews. Um, that's what he told me. He's like, I love the nephews. Mm. Um, but the thing that he left most at was um, the, a booby uh, death trap. They don't call them booby traps. They call them death traps because that's a better title for them. So a death trap has just gotten set off by Dewey and a pile of snakes has landed on launch pad and he's swollen and crazy with snake venom and he just rolls out and out of nowhere he just shouts you know um hi nice to meet you i'm everybody's friend (laughs) and jack laughed really hard at that (laughs) hi nice to meet you i'm everybody's friend which uh, and it's good to know the humor is like across the board because that's one line uh, when watching it it just didn't make me laugh but i didn't even register it really so Younger audiences are getting a kick out of it, and it works on many levels. It does. So we're going to go from one of Chris's favorite things in the entire universe to something Chris has never seen before and will probably hate. (laughs) (laughs) And I've intentionally designed our homework to have an episode that I think Chris will hate, and I won't spoil which one because I'm sure many people are fans. Next week, we are finally talking about Rick and Morty. I know everyone's foaming at the mouth, just like Rick is, um, for us to talk about this. So please, for next time, without your kids, emphasis on that, without your kids, watch this cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) Season 3, Episode 3, Pickle Rick. And Season 2, Episode 1, A Rickle in Time. And again, don't watch it with your kids. I can't say that enough. (laughs) I know we just talked about Castlevania, but this is equally as bad, if not worse, in terms of like bad impressions for kids. So don't watch it with your kids. <laughs> Aside from that, as always, thank you to Nigel, our engineer, and to Jacob Reed for our theme music. Find us on the web. Tweet at us your favorite moment from DuckTales. At, <laughs> thank you. At WG Animated on Twitter. Like us on Facebook and find all of our show notes and cool links to all the different things that we talked about and even links to our past episodes where we talked about DuckTales on our Tumblr, writersgetanimated.tumblr.com. And if you give us an iTunes review, your assignment for this week, if you give us an iTunes review, use the word quacks in some fun way. And make sure that your name when you review is a duckbergized name. You have to create, ideally you obviously have not reviewed something in the app store, so you can create a duckberg themed name that is then your review name forever. Oh, you, so create a new Apple ID. (laughs) 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 Or just have a duck themed name forever. That's fine. Yes, do that. (laughs) Woohoo! <laughs> well, 
We'll see you next time. Good night, everybody. I don't know why I said that. They won't see us next time. You'll hear us next time.